I'm going on an adventure! You may quest the way you like, I will quest the way I like. What is your quest? This is the first stop on your first quest. We shall go together. What kind of a quest? An ancient seer who helps many on their quest. If it's for the quest, we will do what needs to be done. Will be my quest. For the quest. Your quest. Let us quest! This quest sucks. Hey everybody and welcome back to Quest for 100. We are back in action and uh, we got our year kind of recap as well. It was nice to finally get back in the session here and record a little bit with uh, Beacon and we hit 100, which is the most important part of this. So we were successful in our quest. We're going to talk a little bit about this last you know, quarter of the year, if you will. And what that entailed, what it was that we really enjoyed in these last couple months. And we just honestly really appreciate everybody sticking around and hope you guys enjoy the episode. We're uh, already planning on some new things for 2019. We really hope that everybody enjoys this one. And uh, let us know what you guys all think um, at our Twitter at Quest for Movies. And how did your year end up? You know, did you finally hit your 100? How far did you get on the year? And what were some of your favorite flicks? So we really appreciate everybody. Hope you guys enjoy the episode and can't wait to hear from you soon. All right. Well, I dig it. Do you want to? Yeah. I'm already recording. So whenever we want to just say, <laughs> you know, so, quest for 100 so. episode 11, it's here. Finally, we finally have arrived. <laughs> Or is it? I'm always confused. Yeah. What number we're on? 11, 12. It's been um, so long. I don't like... think it matters. This first episode of 2019, everybody. That's what we're gonna call this one. Um, I'll start off um, on a, a somewhat personal note. Uh, apologies. Uh, I have some uh, public apologies to make, and I didn't tell you I was gonna do this, Matt. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, new um, segment for me. I'm gonna sit to back and to listen. Our to our really good buddy, uh, Absolute Zero, because we we had, had planned this elaborate um episode to get him on and talk about some movies that we were all chatting about um and it just didn't work out and, and life real life happened like big time uh in my world and then i know in your world as well matt so uh just wanted to give a shout out to absolute love you ma'am thanks for uh sticking with us through this journey i know you beat us to 100 oh, probably long before badly uh, i'm sure there. But I just wanted to give him props because um, I never, I, I kind of dropped the ball on that. I didn't want him to think I was a, a complete douche. I'm only half a douche. Yeah, it's not like he was trying to dodge you. It just ended up being no, that we dodged you. And it was, it's a we um, thing, not a not a B, and I appreciate him owning that. But it's a we. It's always a we. Friends don't let friends quest alone. And absolutely. I would never let him take that kind of heat because I, I was <laughs> I was in just as much of a issues and uh, deep water and, and things like that and life changes as yeah. well. So And, well, and we'll here's the thing. is and, Coming up that we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that for sure. And one of the things is, you know, we uh, – we realized there were some mistakes made. We finished 2018 off like some shitheads, and uh, we're starting 2019 off like less of shitheads. So there's this, you know, some hope for that. So hashtag New Year, New You. <laughs> hashtag less of a shithead. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Other than that, though, nerd, nerd year uh, resolution or something. Ah, uh, something. I'm not going to ever use this no. uh, Sarah hashtag ever again. So hashtag geeky resolution whatever she wants to try to steal as her own from someone else whatever oh anyway back to reality (laughs) (laughs) oh hey Um, so so we got a lot of movies to catch everybody up on um a ton 
a ton. Since our uh, last episode, I watched 57 flicks? No, 47. Previous, yeah, 40. Previously on Quest for 100. There's, Matt, yeah. the big problem Matt had finished 57 movies at that time. And the Beacon was at 68. <laughs> um, yeah. Golly, man, that's a lot of movies. I did some uh, watching. I did some watching, man. I, th- I think just read read through your list real quick. Uh, I don't know. All right. So, we'll, we'll, I mean, just like straight read it. Yeah. If I can get through this <laughs> in we'll, less than we'll two minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Mandy, Hotel Transylvania 3, Peppermint, White Boy Rick, House with the Clock in Its Walls, Hellfest, Fahrenheit 11.9, The Nun, Searching, Crazy Rich Asians, Christopher Robin, Venom, A Star is Born, Halloween, Bohemian Rhapsody, Bad Times at the El Royale, Crimes of Grindelwald, Mid 90s, Overlord, Wind- or Widows, The Grinch, Green Book 2.0, Boy Erased, Nutcracker, Can You Ever Forgive Me, Beautiful Boy, Possession of Hannah Grace, Instant Family, Front Runner, uh, I, what the heck did I try to spell there? The favorite anna and the apocalypse yeah it was mira mira oh yeah mira yeah dang that was actually a really good japanese flick yeah i know exactly what that was uh mira uh anna and the apocalypse uh ralph rex the internet creed 2 mortal engine spider-man into the spider-verse aquaman welcome to marwin mary poppins bumblebee vice was number there as well and the mule was also on there that finished with 101 official count 101 so I happen to be watching the list as you go because you know I like to do that. I like yeah. to uh, keep you honest. You missed yeah. Robin Hood. You missed Robin. I mean, you didn't really miss it, but you missed Robin. Oh, Hood. I just didn't say it. Yeah, I probably did. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Sh- I yeah. Robin Hood was by far. It, it was, was that forgettable. When it we forgettable. when we make a top five, bottom fives, things like that, I'm pretty. It's going to be hard for Robin Hood to miss the bottom five. I'm just going to put it that way. I I did not catch Robin Hood, but my uh, my good buddy that. Um, has been questing with me up here and i think he actually hit like 50 or 60 good for him yeah he may even got more than that it was a very good run for uh just going to movies with me and uh, helping me get there so nice big shout out to my buddy jimmy for shout out to uh megan for helping me with mary poppins she got me in that theater and man it was probably one of my favorite films of the year she uh she really yeah it really was it was phenomenal and uh, yeah, I I was sitting there and I'm like, I need one more. I need this, you know. And she's like, Let's go watch Mary Pop. And she already saw, it, she'd already seen it, so she was like, I'll go watch it again with you. I was like, Yes. Oh wow, let's do nice. it. Nice. Um, I think I'm gonna go see it on Tuesday with my wife for her birthday. Actually, I've really really wanted to see it. I'm a huge Emily Blunt fan. It'll be a great way to start um, the year. Just let me put it that way. So I, yeah, and I, and yeah, I'm down. I'm down for that. Okay, so here's mine. Uh, this would be starting at number sixty nine. <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, did I say Happy Time Murders last time? Uh, I think you did because you were you were really That's ripping. Yeah, you you were road, ripping right? into it hard. So I actually watched it, but I didn't watch it in the theater because I, I was really curious. Like I had this yeah. like morbid curiosity about it, and I watched it at the house. Yeah, and man, I'm so glad that Fandango gave me a free movie to watch because I was happy right. I did not pay for that. It's it's an insult <laughs> to puppetry everywhere, bro. It's an insult to puppetry. Puppetry, everywhere. cool. Um, no, puppetry was good. Everything else about that yeah. like sucks. Oh my it's just god, the writing and the, all that, the yeah, directing and everything else around the puppetry. Uh, the the yeah, the puppetry was uh, was amazing. Excellent work. Um, <laughs> um, all right, so I saw Ken. Uh, Operation Finale, Peppermint, The Nun, Predator, uh, The Spy Who Dumped Me, Assassination Nation, um, Fahrenheit 11.9, Axel, uh, Smallfoot, A Star is Born, The Hate You Give, Lore, 
The Sisters Brothers, Bohemian Rhapsody, Pick of the Litter, The Grinch, Night School, Bad Times at the El Royale, The Crimes of Grindelwald, uh, House of the Clock in the Walls, Hunter Killer, Nutcracker, First Man, Ralph Frex Internet, uh, Old Man and the Gun, Instant Family, Venom, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, Welcome to Marwin, Aquaman, and finished up with number 100, Vice. Nice. And since then, I have seen uh, Holmes and Watson. There you go. All right. So you've got one more in. And that was after the new year? Did you? That would would have been after the new year. 2019. 2019, (laughs) already off to a good start for B, except it was a five. It was a solid five. Yeah. And I know it's been a long time since we've uh, all talked about this. Five is the worst. One is the best on those scales. If this is your first episode tuning in, or hey, if it's just been, you know, three months since you heard us last, which it (laughs) probably has, uh, and you might have forgot our ranking system. So. So yeah, number one is like all time great movie. This these are movies that will stand the test of time. You can watch it anytime, anywhere. Uh, a two is a great movie. It's a must see. A three is good but not great. A four is just okay. It's meh. It's I mean it's watchable. Uh, a five is we really just we can't really recommend um, watching it, it or at least yeah. spending money on it. It's a movie for somebody but not for us. There we go. Yeah, well, there you guys go. There, there is our list. I'm gonna be putting some of this stuff up on my Instagram, probably uh, Twitter's things like that. I'll, I'll take some screenshots of our lists and and put them up there for everybody to see as well. Nice. So that way, you guys can get a little bit of a better recap. Um, I was already taking some screenshots of them last night, but uh, the big Papa Matt had a little too much sauce and was not ready to put those on the internet yet. So, <laughs> well, I mean, it's probably pretty good if you're, you know, if you've. You've had a few adult beverages. You would um, think you couldn't avoid mess- <laughs> the internet or posting or sharing or texting. Or, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, as they learn from Holmes and Watson, uh, sending Instagrams oh. Um, oh, while drunk go. is also inappropriate. Good so. to know. Glad I stayed away from it. And you'd think you couldn't mess up <laughs> screenshots, but I did somehow. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so uh, let's just uh, let's let's kind of just go over maybe just like our last, you know, let's go over some highlights and lowlights of this right here, uh, yeah, because yeah. what we are going to do is we are going to give, you know, our this episode right here is just going to be kind of our standard episode, kind of get us back in mm-hmm. the flow. And then we will have an, our, our next one coming up will be uh, kind of our top lists, right? Yeah. Our, our top fives, our bottom fives or top tens, whatever it's going to be. We're, we're still kind of working on that a little bit. I think we'll so. do like a top five in each category like top five for number ones number twos number threes number fours number fives that might be a good way to look at it i didn't uh, i didn't i, don't, I didn't we don't see, have five yeah number ones, I, I didn't so. see five ones and i didn't yeah. i don't think i see i, I don't have and, three and i don't think i saw five fives either you know i there i might have two or um, three i did oh for sure between the two of us we've got five fives oh it, between the two of us we definitely oh. do oh for sure <laughs> <laughs> i've seen more uh fives than i've seen ones um, by far absolutely I, yeah maybe even ones and two combined yeah I and i do have um, to i do think i saw the worst movie i've ever seen in my life this year except for oh. howard the duck so do we want to wait on that though until yeah like, we're definitely yeah, gonna wait, wait on, on that. that we're gonna wait on that so uh going back into our list though just some highlights from I'm what looking we've through seen and I'm, I'm like interested in in maybe some of the things i haven't seen but i'm also interested in what you thought of some of the movies that i saw as well well and that's what yeah i wanted to kind of look at some of the stuff that you saw here because you know there's stuff like um the old man and the gun like i heard a lot of yeah. hype about that like what what was that about Bro, was a, a little movie. bit really okay because this is clint yeah. eastwood again right 
Well, Robert Redford. Robert Redford. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Redford. And, yeah. And it's been a minute since I've seen Robert Redford in a movie, dude. Okay. I mean, it's been a hot minute. Like, I can't think of the last one I, I saw him in. I, I, yeah, like it's been years. And he's probably been in some that I've seen, but like that he was the main star and that I intentionally went to watch. Um, it's uh, based on a on a true story. And it's basically like this dude that just like has an addiction with robbing banks. That's the best way to say it is like hmm. he's a super happy, nice, very like gentlemanly like um, and like everybody that he robs, like describes him as he was a gentleman. Like he was a really like just a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> and but he just he'll get he'll go into prison. He'll he'll escape and then he'll go and rob another bank and then he'll get out and then he'll rob another bank and then Got he'll it. get out. And it's like years and years later, and he's this old dude, and he's still like, like fell, fell in love and was starting to settle down. And one morning, he's just like, "Well, I'm gonna go for a drive. I'll, I'll be back in a little while." And then, back. you know, the next scene, you see him like high speed chase with, <laughs> and he's got this big old grin on his face. Like uh, it was, it was an interesting. There you go. It so, was, so it was just like it his adrenaline. It wasn't like this, you know. It wasn't this big old complicated story of he's got people on his like, back and he owes money yeah, to it's people. Not like he okay. needed the money and okay. he wasn't doing anything out of viciously. It was just like he enjoyed robbing banks. Hey man, to each for the their sake own. Of robbing yeah, banks. I'm like, you know. all right, cool. Everybody's um, everybody's got their kink, man. And it banks not my gig, but yeah. <laughs> not my kink, but might be yours, you know, on you. It was a solid three though. It was a good good flick. Nice, nice, nice. So the other one I saw on your list and I didn't have a great rating, but I kept watching this trailer and I wanna know I just I wanna know your motivation behind having to uh-huh. go and watch it. Was it a desperation? Okay. Was it someone in the family that wanted to see it? But Axel, like I every time I saw the trailer oh. for that, I was like, I can't even I won't even be a um. part of that hunk of junk. Like Okay, bro. Now, now I have to start to remember. That was the dog one. That was right? the dog yeah. robot one, right? Yeah. Um, my. So I like my youngest son wanted to see it. Okay, I figured it's interesting. Yeah, you've he got kids, it, and I figured. Yeah, that's it was fine. one like I went and watched. I'm pretty sure it was just me and him that went to watch it. There you go. And it was like at the cheap theater, um, you know. So it was like a a buck or three bucks. Um, and I needed to get a film in. Yeah. So it was one of those situations. It was n- not a good, f- not a good film. I, I, I see by the rating. It was super there, predictable. Yeah. And just is, <laughs> I mean, it's a, I gave it a four just because I think like when a child, when there's ch- child actors involved and they do a good job, it kind of, I'm like, all right. I mean, at least the kids did well. Like there it was you just go. garbage. I mean, it's not their fault. They, you know they got yeah you the know first film ends up being a garbage there no, they have agents I, and... I, I take that back there's so many so many worse movies i've seen <laughs> <laughs> so many worse good to know that axel was not one of the worst yeah i mean it's just okay i, I think it fits perfectly into the mold of it's it's okay it's there you go cool you're you're not going to necessarily regret watching it nice I mean, but I probably still won't see it because I felt like after I saw the trailer, I was like, well, I know how that I, one's going to go. So, so one that I was surprised at, that at your rating for was uh, was Peppermint, actually. Oh, um, dude. I gave it a three, and I think you gave it a four. I, I gave was, it a four. Kind of... I, I felt kind of – I felt the very high predictability of it. Um, I, I don't – I'm just not a huge Jennifer Garner fan, I guess, in general. Um, but there was just some, like, really cheesy moments, like, with the – you know, like – 
they they tried to make that the big twist in there with mm-hmm. the certain agents that were helping her out and yes. things like that. And I just I saw I felt like I saw all that on the wall. Like I knew, yeah, it at was least not as a possibility. Yeah, like right? I just I felt like none of that was legit. This person's gonna be tied in here, and it all mm-hmm. just kind of played out. Like I felt. 30 minutes just, too late <laughs> i was I like <laughs> i just felt like i i've missed i've missed jennifer garner in that kind of role oh okay like alias yeah. like the alias type role of like being the hero being that strong female you know lead in an action you know action-based movie that's not um called electra um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying though i just it felt i guess it just felt good to see her kind of in that in that role um, and just being a total BA. Yeah, it's one um, of the reasons that even got me to the theater for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so it, for me, it was it was good. It was not great by any yeah. means, but like I I enjoyed it. I you know and I you know and I've yeah. talked about this on the show before. You know, like with Black Panther. You know, where there there are moments where the director and the writers they don't they don't treat the audience with respect. Um, and that's oh, right. and yeah. not just with Black I, I you know Black not just Black Panther, but you know I, I could probably put. 40 movies on my list of 100 mm-hmm. that they did this. The thing was, is it wasn't just moments with Peppermint that did that, that they did that. I felt they did that with almost the entire film. Like mm-hmm. I just, I did not feel like they were treating the audience or, you know, the viewer with a lot of respect in this film. Um, it, and what we mean by respect, just to clarify is like, um, like we're not, most moviegoers know what's going on and can follow a plot yeah. and can, and can pick a plot apart pretty easily because um most stories are not new stories they're the same story told with just different characters and slightly different events well um, and it's the same unfolding um i feel so when you try yeah, to when you try to get like think that you're pulling one over on us when it's very obvious that you're not then it then it feels disrespectful i think that's what you're 100 percent. and you yeah. know they're just treating people like they were dumb like you know we don't know how to follow a plot we don't know you know how to dissect this film or something and the other part of that was i feel like they didn't respect jennifer garner's character i felt she was a super smart she was very uh highly intelligent character and for her not to kind of pinpoint some of these people who were just acting complete i mean some of the agents in the room were giving looks like you wouldn't be able to believe them and for her to not notice that all of a sudden i i just felt like that what you know that was that was playing the audience that was playing that character as they were dumb and I, I liked where they started with that character. I, I liked the the development they had for yeah. her, and I just I mean it's really like the female Punisher is yeah. kind of the, the thought I have behind it. That's what they went for a kind of a, a yeah. toned down La Femme, you know, uh, you know, kind of La Femme Nikita kind of style. Mm-hmm. And I just I I I, 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 short. Yeah. I, I think it fell it short of what it should have been and what it could have been, especially because I know Jennifer Garner can put on an amazing flick, whether it's with, you know, she can be very emotional. She does a great job. You know, one of my favorite movies of this year that I'm going to be talking a lot about was Love, Simon, and she was phenomenal in that. I felt her, her mother role and her carrying, she was able to do that really well. And then when they put her in this amazing action flick, I'm like, I'm ready to be a part of a journey. And I, and I didn't get that. So maybe, maybe it's my expectations that dropped that one a little bit and there's a little bias to it, but I gave it a four. Yeah. I just, I was not a huge fan. Um, it was something I recommend if at home right now, it's going to be out on iTunes and things like that. And if you're a Jennifer Garner fan, if you are mm-hmm. all about a chick kicking some ass in a yeah, movie, totally. definitely check out Peppermint. Cause that's what Absolutely. happens in this film. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it's it, And I think, I think 
here's what I think the what it comes down to and why I think I gave it the rating I gave it is from the very opening scene it's a it's a pretty quickly paced movie uh, I'll, um, I'll give it you starts that, yeah. off with action and you're like uh, I mean and it's pretty I think that first scene if I remember was pretty brutal and it was yeah. like oh okay yeah it's gonna be this type of movie all right cool yeah. and it was just like a go 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 it just wasn't maybe um some of the things weren't developed well and like you said i think some of it was a little forced with trying to trick us yeah exactly exactly um so i don't even know how to get through some of this stuff there's because there's i want to talk about the crimes of grendelwald eventually because i know we got some thoughts Uh, on that one absolutely i'm almost like did you did you ever get to see white boy rick though I did not. Ah, I wanted to talk with you about that one so much. I, because I feel like once again it might be one of those ones. Maybe I'm, I'm, I was too into it or something. But well, I really enjoyed here. that movie. I really um, enjoyed it. It wasn't in my area for very long. It didn't. Got it, it. Didn't last. And so by the time I wanted to go see it, it was too late, and and I missed my, I missed my opportunity here. Mm. Um, but I'm super interested because it, that one also is loosely based on a true story, isn't it? A kid that grows up in Detroit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, it's, yeah. it is based off a true story. Like they actually talk about the character himself oh, and nice. where he's at and now, you know, things man, like that. I'm so into, I'm absolutely 100% into, uh, nonfiction and also uh, historical fiction. Anytime you can give me something like that. So that sounds good. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we need to talk about that. Um, I just want to highlight a couple, if I could, because I don't, I don't think these movies need to be talked about very much because they're going to be talked about. Oh yes, um, and w- but yeah. I want to give some love and respect. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody um, was amazing. If you are at all a Queen fan, a music fan, a Freddie Mercury fan, you really need to go watch the movie. It's it it is just, um, I I cried a bunch of times. Like it's. You know, there's some really emotional moments in that, and such a good performance. Too. What was That's great, amazing. you know, Robbie Malik. I I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't think he caught the the swagger of 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 being Freddie Mercury, right? Like I don't think Not he until I, probably like three fourths through the movie. But I what think that last little bit he got it. But what I think right. he did well though was he helped embody him and i and i felt he helped tell a phenomenal story that not enough people mm-hmm. know about um with queen with that band with the struggles the band had not the personal stuff with freddie mercury um but you know I, there was something about there's something about being the biggest rock star on the planet and for some reason like i just kind of get kept getting pulled out of it a little bit by robbie but he mm. did so well. Like it was just one of those things where I can't hate on it. It was just there was there was something there where I don't know. I don't. I can't think of anybody. I can't give you another person that could have done better. But he did so well in that film, portraying Freddie Mercury just as a person, yes. as a human. A lot of the mannerisms. Yes, and absolutely. Speech patterns. Like absolutely. Yes, he definitely did his homework. Yeah, but um, it, it was one of those things as well where I watched him and I, and I just wasn't I. I, and maybe just because I've seen so many I, of his films and I've seen him do other things and other characters where it I'm kept pulling it me is, a little bit. I, I think it's a Freddy thing. I'm, I'm being yeah, like, absolutely. It's 100%. a Freddy thing. It's not a Robbie. It's not an anybody else thing. It's a nobody. And see, like, dude, I'm saying this and I'm I'm getting all goosebumpy and teary eyed. Nobody can. Nobody will ever 
be Freddie Mercury. One hundred percent. Nobody will ever be Matt Castillas either. But <laughs> I don't know. have a T in my last name. There's that, you know. But you know. But you know. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. rolls off the tongue. Um, <laughs> but nobody will ever be or, or no. be close to that. He's yes. he was just such a flamboyant character, and and like yes, we're all unique, but. Somebody like a Gary Oldman can step in and be a Winston Churchill and be super convincing yeah, and just right. nail it 100 yeah. percent with a guy like Freddie. I just I don't think there's ever I don't think there's anybody on earth that can nail that 100 percent. That's all. Uh, and it's and, not OK. A, so I just want to make sure thing. I didn't I wasn't I, I really didn't want to like be like the downer because I <laughs> love the movie so much. But I'm glad someone else agrees with me that there was just something about Freddie Mercury that would yes. never be able to be captured on film by anybody but Freddie Mercury. 100 percent. OK, magic. Cool. He was he was just 100 percent magic. All right. Good. Uh, because <laughs> so honestly, I loved Bohemian Rhapsody. I thought it was amazing. And I'm, I'm right there with you. Like there there were scenes in there where it just brought back all of those mm -hmm. feelings and it brought me back into the car. It brought me back into being a kid with my mom and my brother and listening to these songs and my dad yelling at us, you know, to turn that, you know, music off. It, you know, there yeah. were just, there were things like that that immediately brought me. It was the Ratatouille moment, right? Where I, I yes. heard it and I saw it and I went, I'm a seven year old again. You know, and it Boo. was, it was phenomenal. <laughs> like I loved it, man. I was such a big fan. Also, got to see that one uh, with Megan as well. So, oh, good, yeah, good. Um, okay, so a couple more. I, I think we we got to get to. Um, I want to. I want a Star Is Born. I think we need to get to eventually. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna just list a couple. How about that? Okay. Let's, can we do that? I, I know, folks, hang it, hang in there with us. Yeah. You know. Actually, here, hold on. Get this. you get your list going right now because I do want to talk about two flicks that are not on your list. Um, oh, good. Yeah, yeah. So start rolling. Yeah, yeah. So the one that I really wanted to talk about because I think everybody needs to go and see it just purely for fun factor. And if it's in, in, in it'll probably be in an indie theater near you somewhere right now, currently. And if not, wait for it to come out. It'll be out shortly on DVDs, uh, digitals, things like that. But Anna and the Apocalypse. Oh, excuse me. Anna and the Apocalypse. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to hear about this because I saw it. Yeah, I saw the preview and I was like, "This looks <laughs> super freaking weird, crazy. It I don't was, know what to make of it, but I want to watch it." It was so insane. I wish there was a little bit better action in it, which is why it just kind of stayed at the middle of the road for me. But what was really fun about it is the—I I won't say the music was phenomenal, right? Like there, there are way better musical flicks out there this year, especially uh, that you can go and watch, but. One of the nice things about Anna and the Apocalypse is it knew exactly what it was. It knew exactly the film it was trying to be, and they had a ton of fun. That is a movie where if you just – you may not have a great idea. I mean, this is literally a girl in high school. The zombie apocalypse hits her, and it's a musical around that. It's a high school zombie musical around Christmas time. There is nothing that says good movie about that, but what they did is they executed of the fun level. They, they have – in over-the-top deaths they have over-the-top weapons i mean she's literally at one point killing you know spoilers if you haven't seen the trailer the zombies with a candy cane like this giant oversized lawn candy cane it was fun and i i i walked out of that I, I, if you when you see my lists and you'll see that there's just not a lot of great films in front of this one it totally broke the mold it really went up i was actually thinking about giving it a higher rating closer to a two but 
I knew I would, you know, I would just be ripped to death. And if I was really that high on a movie suggestion that the people and this is what they got, they'd hate me. But go check out Anna and the Apocalypse. It's not going to be a movie that's not going to be around for award season. And honestly, if people remember it after this year, I'd be surprised. But I hope it kind of captures that cult hit movie and people go and find it and people go and love it. Because it really is a fun flick if you go in with the idea that this is just a fun movie. So go yeah. check out Anna and the Apocalypse. Awesome. Yeah, one hundred percent. And then the other one that I know just isn't going to. It's, it's once again, it's going to be one of those movies that, it's it's here now and then it's going to be gone forever. I you know I just don't see this one having a lot of staying power. Mm-hmm. Um, is going to be the uh, blah blah blah. I had it right here on my face, but Overlord. So Overlord. Oh, yeah, yeah. How was that? So Overlord is kind of exactly if you were if you grew up watching and loving World War Two movies. But you're tired of that. You were tired of, you know, and that's why one of the reasons why World War II movies just aren't around anymore is because it's the same old one-two punch, right? One-two punch, one-two punch, one-two punch. Is this my my Wolfenstein movie? This is your Wolfenstein. This is your Call of Duty zombies or Call of Duty Nazi zombies. Like, that's what this is. And what's great about it is it really not only does it start off as one of the more intense action flicks of the year just in the first five minutes of the movie but there's phenomenal acting there's great character actors in this you're going to see people all over this movie and you're like oh he's from that she's from this he's from that you know you're going to immediately going to be very familiar with the people on the screen but what really made me enjoy overlord and, and kind of give it that you know that three which i was not expecting it honestly i was expecting this to be a pretty trash film was Every time they switch gears, when it goes from World War II into science horror into horror, right? It absolutely nails each one of those genres. Now it doesn't do oh, it; cool. it doesn't really do it well altogether. But each one of those genres is nailed at a high level okay. by themselves. So, kind of the the maybe the flow is is a little off. Transition is a little off. A little but weird. When they get to it, it's it's but good. Man, once they're in it and they're full board, you okay. are invested into what is happening on the screen. You're invested into what's going on in the village. You're invested in what's going on in the labs. You're invested on what's going on in the war. Like you are there. You're a part of what's going on. And it Very finishes cool. off with, you know, you feeling accomplished. Like you went in, you watched a flick and you saw a good movie that had something there for you. So I I yeah. I, I really hope people find this because I think this one has a little bit of that cult, you know, it'll be one mm-hmm. of those, man, this was really cool. You should check this out. This will be one we're like handing people, you know, like download codes for or hoping, you know, we get people to get into because I-, I really enjoyed it. And lastly, mid nineties, uh, this one, I know yeah. this one, my, this one's going to catch a little bit of buzz because it's Jonah Hill's first flick and, you yeah. know, he has some of the bigger studios behind him with it. Uh, but just a, a great film if you are if you ever grew up skating yeah. skateboarding or just uh, a, if you the, grew up if you grew up in Southern California if you grew up uh, in, in the mid nineties like I did yeah <laughs> if you did you know I, yeah. I think there's a large not even in so you know it doesn't even have to be that specific if you just grew up yeah. in the nineties as a kid. You're and gonna you, to it, yeah. you're, you're going to connect to it, man, especially if you had friends around you that were loyal and you, you know, you were that kind of, you know, that kid that was a little bit of an outcast and, and you had somebody there for you and you had those people that were always there and you could rely on mid nineties will hit home really hard. So th- those three are the ones I want to give a little love to, because I, I know they're just not going to catch a ton of nice. buzz coming into the end of the year with Oscars and things like that. Love it. I don't know that there's anything on my list that I feel that way about. I feel 
I mean, I have a list of, I got about 10 movies here for us to kind of jump through from the rest of this list. Yeah. Um, there's not anything in this, this list that I don't think um, needs, needs to get some recognition. If that makes sense. I don't yeah. know if there's anything you saw that you were like, Oh, well, how was that one? But um, you know, like the old man, I'm glad we got to talk about old man and the gun. Cause that's a movie that didn't get a lot of, um, well, and that was play, one a lot of talk, but it was fun when was I was, fun movie. yeah. When, when I was plotting but, out my list of stuff I had to get done, old man and the gun was when I was trying to see, and mm-hmm. I just didn't get to. So yeah, that was one I so, was targeting. So um, I'm going to read off the 10 that I think we should talk about. Yeah, for and sure. And I think some of them we can just, we can very briefly just give love to, you know deal, what I mean? Deal. But, uh, crimes we need to talk about yeah so um, ah, yeah we need to spend a little more t- probably about 10 minutes on that one okay um star is born we need to talk about real quick uh ralph Rex the internet so let's bad, just let's just talk about them. Royale, we don't need to list them, right? v- venom spider-verse aquaman vice bumblebee and marwin so i want to talk about those 10 all right so let's start um, off with bumblebee okay yeah yeah because i haven't seen it so this is what i want you to tell me should i go watch this because i hate michael bay transformers yeah so I hate michael bay but i kind of do but I hate his Transformer verse. Yeah, and it and it turns me off to anything remotely related to anything that is not '90s, '80s, '90s Transformer cartoons. Yeah, basically. And I think one of the things with Michael Bay's Transformers is he has turned the Transformers from these sentient Autobots that are protectors of a world, protecting Earth, and they're these guardians of ours, you know, and what made Transformers so great for us as kids were these, you know, Sentinel-style, amazing, awesome robots, right, that transformed into trucks and beasts and whatever, you know, whatever version Mm -hmm. you were into. And Michael Bay turned them into these, you know, quick hack, joke-making knuckleheads a lot of the times. Instead of these, like, deep characters, which, yeah, yes, they're robots, but they still have... And so the director of this film, and I uh, will need to look him up if you would real quick, B. um, Go ahead, keep going. um, He nailed that part of it, where there are actually great characters on the screen, and you get some really cool little backstories. You actually go to... Uh, the planet, uh, Autobots planet, the Decepticons planet. I can't think of that oh, right cool. now. Um, but what's cool about it is he developed a world, and this is actually the starting point. So this is Bumblebee landing. Oh, Travis Knight. Travis, Travis Knight. Knight. Travis yeah. Knight. So Travis Knight, huge shout out to you, man. We saw you at Comic Con, and honestly, if I, I had not seen that Comic Con panel, I never would have gone and watched this film. Yeah, um, and written written by Christina Hodson. So um, shout out. To super her as well. shout out to Christina as well, and and that makes a lot of sense. For Christina, I love that there's a woman's voice behind this film because I'm usually not a huge fan of Haley Steinman. Uh, she just she tries to play a, a high school kid, and she's never been in high school as a kid. She's you know she's an actress who doesn't know that yeah. world, and you can tell she's acting and trying to find that place, and she just she doesn't know how to do it because she's never done it. Uh, she doesn't have that experience of it. So the thing that was nailed though is all of those moments. It was written really well. You had a very strong female protagonist who was a young girl at the time. You had this phenomenal Autobot. You had this phenomenal kind of building around it. They they kind of winked a little bit at a couple of things like the creation of the internet in the 80s and things of that nature. But it was just filled with really kind of cringing moments. And I and I I, I think I rated it too low. And I, here on the air, I'm going to tell you right now, I put it as a four when I first got out of the theater because I was a little... I was not happy about one of the final pieces, mm-hmm. but the more I think about it, I'm going to put it up to a three. 
Okay. And I do think people should go check it out because they are trying to do something that I think everybody that was involved with this film knew was lost with the Michael Bay stuff. And that was just having a good story behind something. And what this story actually nailed was the feeling of an 80s movie. And it was it was a little cheesy. It was a little over the top, but it had great music. It had some cool montages. It had, you know, it was, you know, the, the coolest kids around were all there with their quaffed hair and doing all the cool <laughs> kids stuff and making people feel Flock like outcasts. But it was one of those whole, it was that, you know, one, two, three punch 80s yeah. movie and i think that they nailed the feel of an 80s movie cool really really well and um, anybody who loves the old 80s flicks i mean if, if I'm, I'm gonna list you know if you're a karate kid fan if you were a, a fast times ridgemont high a breakfast club you know any of those ferris bueller's day off kind of things if you are a fan of those 80s styled movies you should check out bumblebee because they do a good job of kind of capturing that aura of that era oh that's cool that's cool. Yeah, uh, I wasn't expecting actually to hear that part. That's that's awesome. But um, you know, but there are also just some really bad transformer yeah, parts, I, and they they didn't quite nail a lot of the graphics. And you could tell this had a lower budget than a lot of the old ones because the studios know that Transformers is kind of dying off and it hasn't been handled yeah. really well. But there are still just some great moments in there. There's some great pieces, and and I wish we did have some better actors and actresses kind of around yeah. the cast here, but. For who was in it and what was there, there there were some really good parts. So a couple that I think let's we won't spend a lot of time on this, and I don't think we need to because it's going to get a lot of talk and play and love, um, and it already has. But Star is Born, um, it's the same story that's been told three times now. So I think yeah. there's some um, there's definitely some negativity with that of whole like you know come on guys tell there's plenty of stories out there to tell. Can we just tell some new stories? Yeah. Um, but with that being said, um, I, Lady Gaga killed it, dude. She crushed it, man. She uh, crushed. She, she crushed. That movie. Like uh, you know, good. So, and so good did Bradley her. Cooper. I mean, it was just the acting. I thought, and the connection that they had um, in the movie was was just it was phenomenal. Well, I thought that's what made the movie. The person who I want to get pigeonholed because I just want to see more of him. And he did such a phenomenal job, and I hope he just plays the same character in every film moving forward. Anybody who needs kind of an asshole dirtbag Italian dad, uh, just hit up Dice Clay, and he's yes. going to nail it for you because he he's the guy that's going to not get any love for this movie. But I felt he was one of the ones that helped ground Lady Gaga and helped make this movie something that felt real. Yeah, good good call out because I remember when I saw the cast and I saw his name and I was like, oh god. Yeah, right. Like, like oh man, really? they're just they're just shoehorn people in here now. No, like, I was I was you know what my thought was was like, who owes him money? Who owes him a favor? <laughs> I want to know like, what bet Bradley what? Cooper lost at a bar that yeah, he had to like, get Dice Clay into what a movie. Kind of bet did he lose in Vegas like after a, a, a dice show? You know. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, what, what kind of bet did he lose to to Clay that he had to? turn around and let him into that movie but you are you are spot on man he he i i, I am stunned that i didn't think of mentioning him because you're right he uh he did a phenomenal job i, I yeah i, I felt so he brought unexpected. yeah i felt he brought some real life to the film because you know we we know who lady gaga is we know who bradley cooper is well, we, and, even, um i i even liked uh i know it was a very brief he didn't he didn't play a huge role, but I even liked um, Dave Chappelle's character. Yeah, Chappelle, like, you know, and I like I like that he wasn't it wasn't funny. 
he, yes, he was not right? funny at all, not one bit in that movie. Like he played a very serious character, and I thought he like he I thought he did a really well, a really solid job of of playing that role. Yeah, and if anything, what I'm gonna give uh, Star is Born credit for more than their movies of the past, and I haven't really seen. I remember seeing one of them, the the one with. Uh, oh gosh, why can't it? I'm totally Dol- blanking. Dolph, Dolph Lundgren, that the 80s one probably. Ah, uh, no, it's the one the one before that with. Uh, the everybody's favorite Jewish lady. Why can't I think of her name right now? Anyways, I'll think of it later. I'm sorry. Um, I'm totally blanking right now. <laughs> Barb. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm. Ah, oh, this is awful. This is gonna be dead air. I'm gonna mark Barbara this right Tristan. here. Barbara, Barbara Streisand is who I'm thinking yeah. of, but I'm gonna look at the 40 minutes and cut That's some of that. It. Out. It, was, it was the Streisand and the Chris Christopherson. Yeah, That's Chris Christopherson, not Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> um, but I, mean, I was thinking 80s. My bad. Anyways, that was 76. Besides sorry. the point. Besides our my ramblings of not being able to think right now, <laughs> or, uh, or my ability to just throw in some random actor that is not yeah. even close. We we saw some great transitions for for people, right? We saw great characters being yes. created we saw great actors being revealed and actresses being revealed lady gaga you know she did her you know american horror story hotel stuff and you know she just was kind of the horror vampire and they you know that that show hasn't done a great job of building a lot of backstory so i don't i think she definitely is going to be overlooked from that but she's going i think this is the movie where she's going to be able to trance for her her abilities and her skills from the stage to the big screen I think Dice is going to be able to get out of his, um, you know, his insult comedy, his really heavy stuff that he's known for, which is still phenomenal. And I hope he keeps doing that stand up because it's freaking hilarious. It's amazing. But he's going to be able to be taken as a little bit more of a serious actor. And I think Chappelle, too. I think, you know, I think there are three people in this film that are going to have an opportunity for better films because of what they did here. And kudos to the writers and to Bradley Cooper for directing and capturing that with some amazing people. So uh, kudos to Bradley for being behind this, the screen and capturing some great moments from people too, or behind the lens. Yeah. And of course the, the music performances by both Bradley Cooper and um, Lady Gaga and excellent their, their performances and the, the songwriting uh, between the two of them as well. Yeah. So, and uh, uh, the last little piece to that is good on Bradley Cooper for, you know, this being his first directed film, I believe Uh, if I'm wrong, let me know. But it's one of those things where he normally, when you have that kind of guy, he wants to kind of be the front and center and the big main piece. And he was a very large piece of this film, but I don't think he outshined anyone in the movie. And if anything, he may, he may have been one of my least favorite characters on the screen out of everybody that showed up on there. Um, when you start talking about the guy who plays his brother, you know, Chappelle and Dice and Lady Gaga, like there, there were, I feel like a lot of people that even took the stage light from him, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I think it was I think it got easier towards the end of the movie, of course, with how it ends for him to kind of have a more. Yeah. Yeah. Connection to the audience and, and all of that good stuff. But uh, moving along, because I yeah, it's that, that movie is going to get so much love. It is, it, <laughs> and it deserves it. It totally does. Yeah, so. some of it. It deserves some of that love. It deserves yeah. a lot. But anyway, uh, moving along though, um, one of my I would say my favorite animated film of the year, easily. Oh God, I can't say that now. Animated kids film of the year. Okay. Ralph Rex Internet. Um, okay. Good. I I can't agree with that. Unfortunately can't no i can't oh God, i enjoyed the hell out of that movie i really enjoyed it i i liked it i, I can't a great, I, a great theme uh 
I, no, I, I don't feel like I, you know I'm gonna have to a... I'll have to go over the list and I'll, and we'll talk about this next episode. But honestly, there I I don't think it was my favorite animated kids film of the year at all. Um, and there were some bad ones this year. Honestly, I I felt this was a First little man. this was a, this was a pretty man. this was a, I felt this was a soft year for animated flicks. Honestly, and I'll have to go back through my list and and see what I have. Um, there wasn't much. Yeah, they they were they were there were some tough ones, and honestly, like just quick glances, I think I think Teen Titans Go was probably my favorite kids flick of the year. But you know, well, I'm sure that'll yeah, be blasting Spider-Man. Spider Verse, of course. Spider Verse was, was probably yeah, and, and we, yeah, we'll go on to that. But I'll let you talk about Rec, Ralph Rexit. Uh, what kind of hit you? Because I know you walked out of it, and I'm looking at your rating. I mean, you were all over our boards and stuff like that in our chat room, saying how amazing mm-hmm. this flick was, and I went into it, I and I just. Too. I, I gave it to you. I, I think couldn't. It's a movie that everybody should watch. I I I don't know if I can agree with that, man. Like so, for me, the 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 theme, and and I think maybe it maybe it hits close to home because like, and I think we I don't know maybe not everybody has that friend that is like super super dependent, like super codependent. Yeah, and if you know anybody that is that way. Um, that's Ralph. Absolutely. And so it's like, I love, that's the part of the movie that I love is the, the realization of like, it's, it's okay to be me. And it's also okay to like do things on your own sometimes or not be afraid to be on your own sometimes. I don't know if that makes sense a little bit. It absolutely does. But, and but there's that weird tension between the friends and like, that's what gets resolved at the end yeah. is this, is this like not, not, not letting my dependency on you ruin your, you know, life or your, you know, happiness or whatever? Yeah, I don't know. And, and that's you know, I, I don't even know how to talk about it. See, well, honest. the theme it's, that I got from that was, you know, if you, if you're really friends with somebody, you shouldn't be afraid of more friends for that person, or you shouldn't you yeah. shouldn't hold that person back from doing the things they love because it's not for you right and or feel like they should be the only person you, you should yeah. be their only friend or and you have to the be only person they hang out with you or, have yeah. to be happy for people and that's what i got from this flick is you have to be happy for others you, you can't just be happy for yourself and happy with what's going on it's and it's that selfish kind of nature and i, I think that's what wreck it ralph has done really well with the first film and i felt that they really nailed that anyways is that me mentality that selfish mentality yes. And the oh woe is me, and now he saw that fear of losing this great moment, and and I they did a good job with it. Like I'm still giving it a three. It's not like it's a bad movie yeah, by yeah, any means. Yeah, yeah. We, let's be clear. <laughs> but there's also that thing where maybe I was such a big fan of the first Wreck It Ralph, where I, this it was a sequel. It just didn't hit that same note for me. I loved how they took it into the internet. I loved some of the things mm-hmm. they did in the internet. I love oh, that they brought it being safe. Yeah, being safe right. It like, was a big, and I think for me, like in my profession too, like, I, okay, there are a lot of kids' movies. There are a lot of garbage kids' movies that don't don't teach good morals, that don't teach, don't have good themes, that don't have kids walking away away feeling like better about themselves or how to be a better person. Yeah, and I, I that's that's just maybe that's the morality in me. Like I thought that this movie you walk away with an idea of how to be a better person. And here's and, the... and for a kid to watch that and, and and maybe if they get that or get a little little teeny percent of that, man, that's that's good stuff. And here's where, you know, I'm going to give it my biggest prompts of all and because we just talked about it earlier where there's movies that don't respect the audience, the, Wreck-It Ralph 
absolutely respected everything about it and they trusted that everybody in that theater was intelligent and smart enough to understand what was going on not only on an intellectual level but also an emotional level and that is yeah, where they really nailed true. that and they nailed a lot of those themes around it even if i wasn't a big fan of the story and some of the things that occurred i loved that they nailed the theme they nailed the, that kind of those levels and treated people with the in the audience with respect and knew that we were going to be able to get that and be intelligent about it so mm. Mm. nice so that's ralph uh rexian and i gave it a two matt gave it a three yeah uh, yep, yep. we, we both liked the movie really enjoyed um, it it was very I, I if it did a couple of different things yeah, as far yeah. as like with some of you know and it, I, you know, I go back to things like I hate the trailer ruined some of the, my favorite parts of this film. You know, da 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 da. But if they would have just done a couple more things with some of the female characters, with some of the extra characters, I, right, I you know, yeah. there was just so much you saw coming that you know. Anyways, phenomenal film. I absolutely recommend if you have not watched this, go take the kids, go take yourself, enjoy it because you'll yeah. love it. Um. Ooh, okay, so I. <laughs> I'm interested in this, to hear your thoughts on bad times at the El Royale. Because uh, I went into this movie probably a little overhyped because of all the names attached to it. Definitely. Um, and there are many, many names attached to this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I definitely went away feeling a little bit uh, cheated. But I, I had a hell of a lot of fun. It was a hell of a ride. Yeah, and and here's the thing with El Royale, what a great way to tell a story. What a poor way to execute a story. Uh, I, I I'm cool with the different angles and the different views and all those things. The problem was is it was so sloppy in this film, um, and I know where you're saying with the cheated part of it because they had amazing names attached to it. Some of which were in the film for less than a five minute total screen time. Like correct. I mean, appalling. And I think they oversold this film themselves. And I think if they would have just kept it kind of baseline, let us know that we were going to have some great actors in there. Maybe, maybe pulled half of the people off that list and let us realize who some of those other people were. Yes. I felt I I probably would have liked this film even more. Can I, can I just say like, um, if, if you've got a scene and, this is coming from uh it doesn't matter but um it, it's coming from a straight male <laughs> okay yeah. but if you have chris hemsworth coming in he's going to take his shirt off um you probably should have him in the movie for a little bit longer that's all i'm going to say like <laughs> if, if you're going to make that a heavy part of the trailer and selling point yeah, for people who walk in yeah you know? absolutely yeah uh, i get you me, there i get you there. it's the uh it's the matthew mcconaughey the the like i bet we sell more tickets if we take our shirts off yeah um, right <laughs> you know it's to me it was that total moment of like you've got chris hemsworth like amazing dude like why 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 wouldn't you have them a little bit more? Well, and the thing so. is, is the 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 actual like two stories that I wanted more but of. I loved his character though. By the way, his so. character was phenomenal. But the yes. two the two stories that I wanted them to actually flesh out and tell more of were the two stories that got the least amount of time. I felt like which was Hemsworth's story. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, he gets his kind of big moment towards the end of the film, but that was the one I wanted to see more backstory on. You know, and and like to, I mean, I can't. 
I think they basically threw away John Hamm in this film for the most part. Yes. Nick Offerman, I, you would you'd barely even know he was in the movie I, if his damn name remember. wasn't. Yeah, if his name wasn't blasted on it, you would not know that he was the buddy that came in and actually like helped out the robbery and stuff like that. Like you, mm-hmm. you wouldn't even know that was him. So. It was uh, it was interesting to say the least. Uh, I, I liked it. I, you know, it's a middle of the road for me, probably on the lower side of that middle of the road. But I, I think it was a fun. Like I don't know that I, I I don't know how many times I'll watch it again. But I don't regret watching it. It was yeah. one of those like, wow, that was a really cool story. Well, that was uh, that was fun. This was, an, was fun. I felt like I was ready to see Hemsworth be that like really terrible bad guy and i felt like it, they they tiptoed him on the water like 15 minutes more give, maybe. give me this t- is this 10 of that backstory of when he and yep. how he manipulates one of the characters in this film yes and i think you turn him into the guy that you cannot wait to see die in the movie especially mm-hmm. after he does his dance with his abs and then you're like okay he can die now right like yeah. <laughs> he did that i'm satisfied let's kill him off now so Totally agree. And the movie was short. It was only, well, I think it was like 90, 93 minutes, 92 minutes. But so it they, felt they, longer. <laughs> that was, the, that was mean, my issue with the movie. <laughs> I really, I, uh, they, I felt like they could have given, they could have given us that 10 minutes. Well, that, I think with the extra 10, yeah, 15 not, somewhere with a better backstory, it wouldn't have felt as fun, long yeah. as it felt. Cause it felt longer. Yeah. Like it, it didn't feel like a shorter movie. It felt long. But with with giving some more of those backstories, then you're getting a little bit of some jumping around, which yeah. can help with Absolutely. feeling like the movie's pacing is different yeah. because you're getting a different scene, you're giving it a transition, which yep. makes you feel like it's moving along. Yeah. So yeah, I was ready for Hemsworth to be a bad guy though, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to see him be a bad guy, <laughs> and he was a bad dude. Don't he get me was. wrong, he really was. He was a terrible really, human. Really was. He was a terrible human being, but. Yeah. Yeah, I was ready for like, something darker and a little bit more manipulative, and it just it it hit the surface, but didn't quite dive as deep as I'd hoped. It's 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 totally one of those like if there's a book behind it, which I'm sure there is. Uh, yeah, um, the absolutely. Book probably just makes him out to be the the monster that you know he is. Absolutely. And so you kind of have to let your imagination run a little bit, uh, not very far, but a little bit to kind of piece together like how much of a piece of. Yeah, POS this dude is. One hundred percent. But one hundred percent. But then again, you kind of look around the room and you're like, wow, like kind of everybody is really a POS in this room. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's really no good and and that's maybe I don't want to give it away, but maybe that's the the key to that movie. It's like is there is there a good guy? Is there a bad guy? Is there, is there, I don't know. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of gray and there's a lot of yes. terrible black in this. Like just terrible oh, darkness of, of it is. There's not much light <laughs> side. And there's one. Uh, what's her name? Jennifer the the singer is. I thought. I've, yes. She is amazing. Holy gosh! I did not realize how much I was going to enjoy her. And I like that they highlighted a lot of her story in this because mm-hmm. she was so good in this. God, she was good in this definitely <sighs> okay we got one two three four five, like four four more to get through in like 15 minutes or so yeah let's do it no we'll hustle um venom that it didn't need to I'll be venom see. flick like it didn't need to be a venom flick it could have just been a great movie i'm glad it was venom i think the universe that they're gonna build in. around it's really cool yeah and i went in super negative so I went in, I saw the uh, previews, I saw the CGI and was like, oh my God, that is that is horrendous. Yeah. Uh, it looked terrible in the previews. And I will say, like, I didn't love the CGI through most of the movie. Um, there were parts of it that I liked, most of it I did not like, but I was very 
pleasantly surprised. So was I, and I and I think what I you could tell they had a when very it was really low expectations. You could yeah. tell this was rushed a little bit. You could tell the CGI mm-hmm. budget was a little bit lower than some of these other big time Sony Marvel films. The thing was, though, is they did a who the director of this film did a great job, and the artists around this film did a great job of hiding a lot of that, right? By keeping it darker, by keeping it more rainy and grittier around the filming. And I felt it hid some of those really rough edges around that animation and around that CGI. So I actually really enjoyed what they did with it. Um, because you you know Mm -hmm. it just wasn't gonna get the budget. The thing I have with it is I, I have this weird taste in my mouth when I when I think about this film and, and I have this weird memory of how they tried to build uh, you know the DC universe with Batman and Superman Batman versus Superman stuff and I'm glad that we got a Venom film because we know Venom and Spider-Man are eventually going to cross paths here they're, they're going mm-hmm. to combine those two worlds and I love the Spider-Man verse stuff so much that I don't want it to get tied into something that's a done uh, you know, just a, a, a bad a bad series. And the mm. next one is really going to be the make or break because they hinted heavily at a sequel. The maximum Carnage. Yeah. Which I'm so, which I'm stoked for. You're you're you know, I'm not gonna spoil the ending of that. I'm sure people already know. But if the, if, if you that know the actor story, you know Carnage is gonna be there. If the actor that they're gonna put as Carnage comes forth there Ooh. it is going to be phenomenal because i'm in yes. anything he does and they put a red-headed wig on that dude and i cannot wait to see what he does with that yeah yeah i'm that is what honestly that that right there was the best part of the movie for me was the promise of carnage and this actor in the next film even though hardy did a really good job people did okay Yeah, I think the problem is, is with this character is there is some limitations to how far, like where you go in a storyline. And and if you want to go the path that you'll need to take in the storyline, if if that makes sense. I know it makes sense to you. Yes, absolutely. So like the next movie, if you can get Carnage involved, makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't I don't know where you go beyond that um, without getting him into spider-verse and i don't know that i want him in there yeah I, you know this movie I, though i agree i don't i don't know that i want that connection if i do it's got to be a one time a one thing only yeah you know and separate from the movie itself because i think people should watch it because honestly it was a very entertaining action flick if you want to yeah. just want if you're if you are a die-hard venom fan you know that you need to pump the brakes on yourself don't go in there with high expectations but if you just want to watch a really good movie and honestly a good action sci-fi flick this is a good movie it really Mm -hmm. is and it does a really good job with that i just felt like the venom stuff was really pushed on us and sony put a lot of money behind it to for us to buy into this film and to for us to enjoy it but it's going to catch its second life now that it's going to be hitting itunes and digital media and things like that it's got a good run yeah it's had a really good run actually it it has a top 20 movie for 2000 grossing movie for 2018 absolutely I mean, it, it made over $250 million. Yeah, it, it's, it's not it, nothing to shy away from. Yeah, and it's justifying its sequel. How about this? It made more money more money than Solo did. So oh, that's I mean, that's depressing to me because I, I actually liked it, Solo. But I think yeah. it made about the same amount of money as Ant-Man Wasp. So that, that I, I is surprising to me. That yeah. is surprising to me. So when you look at it that way, for me, I think it's a huge it's a huge success for Sony. Absolutely, um, especially and, since and they again, just they haven't had any great Marvel flick besides the Spider Man yes, stuff. And that in was years. me coming in yeah. very very negative about this movie and having no desire to even see it. And the only reason I went and saw it, it was actually one of the it was the it was my ninety sixth movie. 
I, I waited well over a month. I saw it in the cheap theater because I, I, I really wasn't committed to, to go in and see it until I had enough people that were like, you really need to go see it. It's a good movie. All right, fine. No, absolutely. <sighs> I, I, I enjoyed it. But, and I recommend if people are asking me, should I go watch Venom? Should yeah. I buy this? I'm going to say hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, every time. Absolutely. Go watch it. Yeah. Um, another one that you should absolutely go watch because uh, it's a good transition. I think we can, we can just like swing right into this one. Um, and that's Spider into the Spider Verse. Oh, uh, swing right into this one! Man, I like that one. Man, Spider-Man I'm glad I spoke. I'm glad I was talking so long earlier, so you had time to write that horrible right? transition. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Spent time on that one. You know, so I I have I have two things about this film, and then every single thing else about this film was nearly flawless to me. Okay, good, good. The one thing was the animation just isn't quite there yet. There were some okay. there were some bad animation points, there was some blurriness, there were some bad visuals along with this animation. I love this animation and I hope I like the, the next style. movie yes. it gets this style and then it absolutely takes it even further because it took a long time to make this and, and I give super credit and super prompts. I sat through all the credits for this film and the animator lists on this. I don't think I've ever seen credits as long as this animation yeah. list that were on this film. It's absolutely intense and super props to the people who did this because it's the first time I've, I've ever seen anything like this look and right. style of right. this comic book. And they they were about... 90% nailed it. There were there were very few scenes, but some of the scenes I I was in there and I was like, did I walk into the 3D version or the cuz it's blurry yes. as shit. Like what is yeah, going no, on right that now? That makes sense. And I wonder I wonder if you're onto something though with the 3D thing. Maybe maybe that has something to do with the the final Well, and that's and I uh, looked at that and production then, maybe they I don't know. The, but the thing was I was looking at the and maybe, you know, I don't know a ton about animation. I'm I'm, I'm going to admit that right now before I say this. But I was looking through the credits, and they talked about post 3D, like um, it was like post 3D transfers or something like. So I feel like they did it in post and not during, because they knew they were going to do both. And and maybe there was something that was messed up yeah. there, or maybe something how it had to be made to make it 3D. Yeah. But there was a, some there was some parts in there that I was just I was like, and you know and curse yeah, this show so. you know that we're doing here that makes me look at everything like this now yeah, I, it sucked that. and it and it the thing was it 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 took a little bit away it pulled me a little bit out but my god i love I'm, I'm still such a good film such a small oh piece goodness. on how good of a movie this was it really oh was the second thing um, was is yeah. i i it was still that heavy tropey miles morales starter story but we had such a cool universe of getting into and the Spider-Verse yes. stuff. And we I don't think I just I wish we hadn't spent so much time on his development, but I know it was needed and I know it was yeah. right. I just when you're bringing in Spider-Man Noir and Penny Parker yes. and you're bringing in, you know, you're bringing in all these great characters. I wanted to spend a little bit more time with those characters. And yeah, I wanted to uh, spend more time in the spider verse and less time. Yeah, with Miles, absolutely. With that being said, miles is an amazing but character. Miles is great. His yeah. dad was great. His uncle was His great. Dad is awesome. Kingpin <laughs> was phenomenal. They did a great bad guy. They did a great bad guy. That's yes. what made this movie so good. Kingpin <laughs> was phenomenal in this. Yes. Oh, he was so good. Kingpin was amazing. I loved Into the Spider Verse. I I thought yeah. this was fantastic. And the music, the music was music really good. Nails and, and the, the animation style was just. I know I know what you're saying completely, but guys, this is like watching 
it, it's it, it's so hard to explain, but it's like a graphic novel meets comic meets animation. I mean, that's but, kind of the best way, the way that they integrate like some of the thoughts. So when Miles, Miles will be thinking something to himself and you'll hear it audibly, but then it also shows like the yeah. little thought bubbles. But he was going my on and, and things like that. And that's what I really appreciated is, is like this connection, connecting the audience to the, the different forms of media that we've, yeah. we've heard these stories but, told. Well, the better part I think of that though, was they did it. They made the comic books from like the golden age come to life. Like these aren't modern yeah. comics coming to life. This is a past comic book coming to life because you can see it almost looks like it was printed out on an old school dot matrix, right? Like, I loved so much about how much care and love they did to honoring comic books in this film. They brought back so many things that were from comic books and the art style was from the comic books and super kudos to Sony and their team and the Marvel team with Sony to for creating another just absolutely amazing Spider-Man film but doing an animated one that was just next level. I mean, it was fantastic can't say enough about that, it i don't know that i there's not a lot of dc animations that i've seen that i didn't i didn't appreciate so and the dc animated stuff i, I, I mean they almost DC need to, a great job they almost need to get away from their live yes. action stuff at this point but aquaman F, was actually F, really good yes so. yeah I'll, well let's that's a good transition there you yeah, go look at that um because you're right like they've classically marvel has done a fantastic job with or not classic how about recently within the last 20 years yeah Marvel's done a fantastic job with its uh, live action universe, of course, Absolutely. cinematic universe. Um, DC has not, but where where DC has failed in live action, uh, they have more than succeeded in their their actual digital animation. It's it's phenomenal. Um, I would say it's that's it's the it's like that 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 mirror reversal of how well they do things on the Marvel side in live action i think dc does a great job in the animation side of it um, yeah. maybe not in like continuity necessarily with like creating a universe behind it but just the the quality of animated um films that they put out is 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 really exceptional 100 um, and i enjoy watching them yeah so. I, i'm always excited for the next one but aquaman that's a perfect little transition we got just three quick movies left to talk about um aquaman our man uh jason momoa I went and watched this on Christmas Day. I was like, Christmas Day, might as well go watch a movie. And uh, I got someone gave me four movie tickets for Christmas. So I was like, well, there's four of us in my family. So we're going to go to the movies. We're going to watch some Aquaman. We're going to have a Jason Momoa Christmas. Yeah. It's going to be phenomenal. I mean, I'd, I'll take those abs on Christmas any day yeah. of the week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Momoa, uh, you know, first off, kudos to the man who brought this all together, Zack Snyder who yes. pitched Jason Momoa on this idea of Thank a you. different Aquaman, a different Arthur Curry, a different take on a character who honestly had just been getting really bad rap for decades. Existence. Decades had been just catching shit from the general, not high-level comic book fan. Um, yes. And, you know, and that's not their fault. That's what they're, they were presented with. That was the character that they were given through all the media that they enjoy. But the people who knew, you know, DC and knew this character, you know, they, they there was a better Aquaman out there. And the thing that Snyder did really well 
is he did not try to make the Arthur Curry out of the comic books. He made a different character, and he picked a phenomenal guy to do it. Momoa not only brought Aquaman out of obscurity, and he's going to take him to the front page of so many different things, but what Momoa did was he actually brought a comic book character to life that has depth, that has hurt, that has pain, and he's not that same old Boy Scout that has to do everything just because he has to do what's good and right. Mm -hmm. He is a complicated character, and honestly, I don't think that there's been a better comic book character on the screen since Downey Jr. took over Tony Stark. I'm putting it out there. As far as like, um, yeah, an actor that just fits that fits, um, but that I plays mean, both Hemsworth, sides. That plays Chris both Hemsworth sides. Is Thor, but, the, but he doesn't have both sides to play. But that's right? the thing. I mean, Thor's Thor. Thor is only Thor, right? He does play an amazing Thor, though. But he does. He absolutely does. There, there are amazing. <laughs> there are amazing characters that do great. That do a phenomenal job with their comic books, and they do a great job with their comic book characters. Yeah. You know, even Evans with uh, Captain America, phenomenal job. But Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., he Michael B. Jordan, he as took. A but that's the thing, though. It, but the warmonger that was a bad guy that was had interesting parts about him already, and we only got to see a little bit of it. Downey yeah. Jr. took Tony Stark, who is arguably oh, yeah, one of the down, most down that, complicated yeah, no... comic book characters out. You know, he's an alcoholic. He's a womanizer. He's a, a billionaire playboy. That's he's not the good guy. He's not the guy that you know. He's not oh, the yeah. Bruce Wayne. There's, he's not the pretty yeah, there's boy. There's no argument. There's no arg- argument there that 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 was the perfect fit uh, <laughs> casting. You're right. Yeah. I think uh, Momoa is is definitely that for DC and Aquaman. And and uh, Momoa doesn't great fit. I he doesn't I, I play the traditional I, Arthur Curry, but he plays this Arthur Curry. Yes, the best. And I like this Arthur Curry. I love it a lot. I love it. Um, I, what I really like is it's, um, it's an origin story. And I know like a lot of times I don't, I don't enjoy origin stories. Um, but when you haven't really had a real Aquaman movie ever, um, then you need one with a good origin story. You know what I mean? But that was the cool. Some of that. And, but, 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 but they didn't spend a ton of time on it. They did a good job of kind of pushing things along in the story to where we we actually get this um you know character development but we also get you know this epic battle of course that ensues uh towards the end of the movie and then of course the the list of uh actors involved too is amazing um not just what momoa did but amber heard i thought she did great as mira i thought yep. william william defoe as uh uh volko right yeah so whatever uh, it is yeah. captain uh uh ocean commander right Sure. No. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 Nicole Kidman was in there, right? Atlanta. Yeah. Kidman. Oh, my crushed. boy Dolph Lundgren. I mean, yeah. hey, I shouted him out earlier. King Nereus. Yeah, that I, was I mean, that was actually a really pleasant surprise to see right. Dolph walk in oh, there. And 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 because you and I both love Preacher so much. How about Graham McTavish as King Atlan? Right. Yeah. I mean, well, come on. <laughs> well, and then you had people like Randall Park coming in as a Stephen, yep. Doctor Stephen Shin. You know, and to see Randall Park come in and be a part of, uh, uh, like a comic book movie is awesome for him because I love him as an actor. He's a phenomenal comedic actor, but to see him coming in as a role and kind of be a bad guy, I'm super excited. Play about. a different kind of play a different part. Yeah. Yeah. That was for cool. sure. That's very cool. So yeah, Aquaman's yeah. great. Killed great it. Film. Crushed it. I was a big fan. Uh, um. 
you know, after Wonder Woman, it's the next best DC thing you could watch. Absolutely. Well, as far as live action, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Live action. Absolutely. That's not Dark Knight. Yeah. But I don't don't count. That's too far. But what was great is this wasn't that tropey first film because this actually takes place after Justice League because they they talk about him defeating Steppenwolf. Um, right. what's great about it though, is it was still, it still, it still had to do a little bit of that, right? Like James Wan still had to put stuff in there about, you know, Aquaman discovering who he is and his family and stuff. But we, you know what we didn't have to do? We didn't have to sit, we sat through a couple montages, yeah. but we didn't have to worry about him discovering his powers and discovering right. what he is. Like it, it he already knew that bill. he already yeah. knew that he already knew what was going on. He already knew we who he was flashbacks to, to get his backstory through flashbacks yeah, we which got, is what which is what i meant about how they i thought they did it right absolutely yeah. and this is this if this is what dc had planned for this universe damn i wish we would have had some more success with some right. of those other films cuz this would have been Wonder awesome Woman did the same thing yes right yes and then now we have aquaman doing the same thing and if you have the flash standalone doing the same thing then yeah. then i guess the question comes up that is dc actually going in the right direction now yeah yeah. No, I, I have we had a have we had a flop between? Oh, we had Justice League, yeah, yeah, we had Justice so, League. Justice League was not good. Well, I mean, but if, if money Justice wise, League it ends up being the movie that um, helped get the rest of this going, then I mean, I guess it is what it is, right? Yeah, and I think, and I don't think anything was wrong with the the way that DC had this visioned, but what DC messed up on, and this is where Marvel has done so well, right? And I know we've talked about it is. It was the handling of the people around this film, right? They were pushing people in all the wrong directions. Ben Affleck was writing a Batman story that was around this would have been great, I think. But the problem was they didn't handle any of the back end stuff well. And all these people who were playing, you know, Cavill was doing a great job as Superman. You know, it's Superman. I'm not a huge Superman guy, but Cavill did a great job. He embodied Superman really well. We didn't need those stories, though. We don't need another Superman. We don't need another Batman. We needed The Flash. We needed Aquaman. We needed Wonder Woman. I mean, they wanted it, right? They wanted to do. Um, th- here's the interesting thing, right? That DC, and I, I know that we didn't we didn't plan on going down this road, but I like that we did because this is an interesting conversation. I, I feel like DC is trying to do in reverse what Marvel has done, right? So Marvel started off keeping everything separate, yep, and then bringing it together. Whereas I think that DC now it looks like it's almost like they started with let's bring it all together to begin with yes and then break it and then break it apart and that's the thing right like if we get awesome stories and it could have it really could have but dc didn't handle it well on the back end they didn't handle their people they didn't handle their directors they didn't handle their producers well i guess with with how if because aquaman was great man it just came out so is there still hope that the flash movie is gonna is gonna do the same thing but that's the thing though right like if it does and they're gonna do oh but then the flash they're talking about doing uh well they're doing flashpoint Flashpoint, and that'll be the reset right like that that'll be the opportunity for the reset if they decide to still you know and they kind of have to because cavill's out affleck's out it doesn't about, about flashpoint some things can stay the same so you can keep aquaman the same you can keep wonder woman the same um you can keep the flash, of course, the same, and then you can change everything else if you'd like. One hundred percent, you absolutely. Um, and you can. don't have to retcon their origin stories, even. Those you ones know? you don't. But that's the thing, right? So this is where Marvel did the low risk, high reward possibility, where hey, we don't have to dump a bunch of movie or a bunch of money into the Captain America film. We don't have to dump a bunch of money into you know the 
the any of the Hulk stuff because we're gonna pull them together later. We don't have to dump a bunch of money into these this Thor film either that can be lower budgeted, right? But what we'll do is we'll build all this money around these smaller films and we'll make this huge culmination of movies. And DC went. Let's get everybody together now, and then we'll have all this money to do these awesome solo films. And the problem was, is people went all in on those big budgeted team movie that failed. You know, they, it didn't build it up the right way, and it wasn't executed right. So that's where I love the take they made, where they're like, hey, we're going to give everybody the backstory now, so everybody knows these characters, everybody's familiar with these characters, so that way we can just tell awesome stories on their own movies. And Wonder Woman did it phenomenally, and so did Aquaman, just like you talked about. And we have an opportunity still, if they're going to do, if they keep Flashpoint there, it could be the most epic of anything out if they do it the right way. So, yeah, awesome, agreed. <sighs> Come on, DC, I, I still believe, I still have hope for it. I you. know, I know. Well, I mean, do you want to try to push through these last few? Uh... What two, last two you got? Let's movie. go. Knock them out. Man, we, quick we and quick. Talked about, we haven't talked about Marwin. How about we just say it was a really odd movie. Different. Really artsy movie. It's getting it's getting uh, dumped on, like yeah, poo-pooed too- on in reviews big time. The reason why that's too bad is because they actually have a character who's a real human, who is awkward, who is not mm-hmm. in the right places. And Corell yep. brings that character to life. Yep. And he he crushes that movie. The problem is, is it's awkward. It's not comfortable. It's creepy. It's awkward. It's and, uncomfortable. And they sell but... it as this good time, heartfelt movie that it's it's not, and it doesn't need to be. And it's too bad that people aren't giving no. it the respect it deserves. I I feel like like here's what. Uh, see, I'm trying not to nerd rage right now, <laughs> um, because I, you got you guys have been listening to us this whole year. I know not very many times, but I you've been on this journey, this quest with us, and it's like real life happens and real life is messy and it's not like always pretty. Um, and like, that's okay. That's more than okay. That's normal. Like that's good. And like, I just, I just hate that. We, everything's gotta be this certain way and we can't just appreciate people for who they are, no matter, no matter who they are or what they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, with the exception of like, I mean, we're talking about someone that is is creepy and weird, but not a criminal, like not doing anything at all remotely that is anywhere close to harming somebody or they're just have some weird fetishes. That's and they're just awkward. Yeah. And they're, they're just awkward. And you and, know what? Awkward is not comfortable with that. But like... you know what? People aren't comfortable either. And people aren't this perfect little piece. And that's what was yeah. great about Marwin is it didn't give you the perfect present with the bow wrapped on it during Christmas. And I think what happened is we, this was a time where this movie, it needed to get out for Oscar seasons, things like that. And by the way, it's based on a true story. Absolutely. Like, so when you hate on that, it's like, now you're hating on a, on a human being. 100%. You know, that that has lived an incredible life and, and makes incredible art. It got um, it got sold as the feel good movie of the holiday season, and it was an awkward film. And I think it it's a great piece. I think they sold it in the wrong time of the year. Yeah, that I can totally agree with that too. I think people went into it thinking, oh, it's going to be a great little Christmas and flick a, with a little fall, with dolls. A fall film. And, yeah, exactly. Maybe October. You know, just to end of summer. Let's cap off the summer with this, right? Yeah, let's September. let's go into the holiday season with this, right? But you know what? That that's not my decision. That's not there. Yeah. I think it could have done a little bit better having a different piece of it and not sold that way. But you know what? I loved it. I thought it was a really good movie. I did too. I, I mean, I'm telling you, it's getting like 
I, I, I don't even know if it's in the. I think it's below twenty percent. I have one like major complaint though. Huh. I need more Gwendolyn Christie. I, I didn't want her. Oh, yeah, I, I don't want her I voice. Want. I want more of her. <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah. that goes without. Oh saying. my gosh! I mean, basically, wow. just throw the uh, heart eyes emoji the whole time she was on screen, and that was me. Yes. Oh my! I can't get enough of that woman. She's amazing. Yes. She's just so funny. She did such a good job as that, like Eastern European caretaker of just. Yes. It was amazing. <laughs> she was so good. Can't get, can't yes. get enough of her. All right, last film. So we finished it off with number one hundred. Um, both of us finished off uh, with this movie. Um, I finished. It was the two days after Christmas. It was on twenty seventh. Uh, Vice. So, deep breath. Ah oh, man, the thing with Vice is I had such a horrible movie-going experience. You know, I went and watched this in Arizona, um, where where I had two guys in there that I they may not have. I can't believe that they're trying to sell the fact they remember the Cheney Bush presidency because they couldn't have been over twenty-five. Mm. Um, especially to try to act as involved as they were in it. But the problem was is they were actively cheering for things like mass murder in the wrong country. You know, they were actively cheering for uh, Cheney being an asshole to just random people and his DUIs and the things that, you know, kind of grounded him. You know, I, I think... And, and you know, these guys are sitting there. I mean, they, they have their dip cans in the theater that they're smacking around. And, oh, and luckily, no. I went to the phenomenal, amazing place known as Alamo Drafthouse, where one of them began to vape, and his light was clicking on his vape pin. I put a little card up for Alamo. They saw it. He started doing it again. And within... 10 minutes of me putting up that card, this guy was removed from the theater and I was able to watch the last 25, 30 minutes in peace and have a solid finish to this film. Uh, so, well, what a great way to end the year <laughs> with a story about finally getting that one SOB that oh, annoys the crowd of you. Um, I can't remember which movie it was because I watched so many, but I had, I had one, by the way, where people literally sat one seat apart and bro i'm telling you hundreds of open seats in the theater yeah hundreds Ugh. hundreds of open seats Ugh. this was a big theater yes you are gonna creep me out by sitting right next to me now i'm gonna make <laughs> it really awkward by having to go yep. <sighs> big yep. sigh pick my crap up and walk away like, uh, i hate that yes you get the spot that. if you really wanted it you know you could have just said, like, hey, I'm really partial to this spot in the theater. And I would have been like, oh, yeah, cool. Take it. Yeah. I'll move in the corner. I finished my last, I think, 12 movies. I kid you not. I was the guy in the top right corner of the theater. What? I was like, bird's eye view, bro. Bird's eye view. I'm like, easy access to get in and out. People are driving me nuts. because I'm like, nobody's going to sit there. So I'm going to sit in the place of the theater where nobody else is going to sit because I'm tired of people sitting by me in the theater. There it is. Hashtag don't sit by a beacon. Don't sit by B. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of the nice thing about, <sighs> you know, where there are assigned seats because most people will go, oh, there's people there. I'll try to get somewhere else. But at the same time, I've had it where 
I purchased. I where they buy the seats, and you can see that there's nobody. Yeah, you like, can see there's people here. Like you can, like, you couldn't put a space between us. You couldn't I, go to the row in front of me, the row behind me. You had to be here. When I here. bought those seats, there was nobody there. So that means you bought your seats after me, yep. and you saw that I was there, and you still chose still to do that. did that to and me. That's creepy and awkward. Yeah, it's really bad. Uh, I did. Yeah. I did have a nice though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, real quick though, no, hold on. I got a real quick one. I have a quick story because I did have a lady who lost her mind that she could not walk into a theater and just sit down, and she had to buy reserve seating tickets. And it was like she came in and she's, oh, this is there's no one even in here, and I can't buy my tickets. This is bull. I couldn't just sit where I wanted to. You know, it was like me and like three other people in the theater, right? Yeah. And we were there, you know, maybe 20 minutes prior. And her husband, you know, and he had a cane. He needed to sit in the handicap rows. Cool. But she yeah. went and sat in the top seats. Like, she just went and sat down in seats. There's nobody in here. I'll sit where the hell I want. And, like, loudly. Like, just – and I'm kind of, like, laughing at this point. And she's, like, giving me dirty looks. And I'm just, like, you're insanity, right? Like, but as the theater comes in, people keep walking in. And, like, you're in my seat. What? What do you mean I'm in your seat? Like, this is my seat. Like, E6 is my seat. Well, I'll just move over here. Well, that one's mine, too. E7, E8, E Jesus Christ. And, she, and then she goes and moves and then another couple comes in you're in my seat man what, what you, no was, was i came here early i should be able to sit wherever i want and they're like well i purchased these seats so like it was hilarious to watch this woman she got moved four times before she finally just went and sat back next to her husband who had had those tickets with her and she just sat where she was supposed to it was wonderful. It was wow. absolutely wonderful to see this woman get exactly why uh, you just can't walk up into the theater and say, we're well, the hell you like. Times change, too. It was, it. it was wonderful. I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> there's some, there's some uh, theater justice. It made me laugh harder like every time she got moved because she just was louder and more obnoxious about it. And then the people who did it to her the last time were started to laugh along with it. Like It was, oh, it was great. It was great. Anyways, uh, Vice. Uh, Christian Bale did a uh, – how good – as good <laughs> as I thought Christian Bale did, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, I thought Amy Adams did an amazing job. Yep. I, I I thought Steve Carell as Rummy. Oh, my as God. As Rumsfeld was phenomenal. <sighs> that, just the mannerisms yes. and his attitude. It, it, he nailed it. He nailed Rumsfeld. Uh, I thought Amy Adams absolutely – uh, I can't remember his wife's name now. No, I can't either. Uh, and of course, Christian Bale just, I, I if he doesn't win, I, I know it's early to talk about it, but if he doesn't win an award this year, I will, I, I will be devastated. I will be absolutely devastated. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> he was so amazing. You know, there were just some great performances. He's going to be that guy that's in every conversation, though, for sure. Like, that's just – like, he's going to be that guy that's in every single conversation about best lead, and he should be because he was he did such a great job with it. He really did. And Hostiles as well. He was amazing in Hostiles. And the thing is, is Hostiles is not going to get the love that Vice did, but no, I think Hostiles was a way better won't. movie. And it was Lynn, Lynn Cheney. Lynn sorry. Cheney, Lynn yeah. Cheney. You know, the thing, here's the thing with Vice, you know. She seems like a good human being, actually, so. The great thing about Vice <laughs> is, she does, right? She seems like a great balance to this guy. Yeah. But, well, not even a balance, like a somewhat, <laughs> somewhat of a. <laughs> complete anvil to his bulldozer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, here was the thing, is what Vice did so well is it brought this guy who felt like he was like this 
wildly powerful, untouchable man in my eyes when, you know, during that presidency, you know, I was like, Dick Cheney is like, you know, he's just this grat, you know, but it made him a guy. It made him like, he made, it made him human and you can't dispute those facts. Like anything you want to say and dispute against and fight against that didn't happen. He's, he would never do those things, you know, and however you want to take it, right. Whatever sides you want to take on the Cheney debate, I don't care what this movie did well is it put this guy almost as it showed he was he was an fallible human being he oh, was oh, not by the way, i'm sorry to interrupt you but tyler perry playing colin powell ridiculous but <laughs> hilarious <laughs> and really I'm so sorry and <laughs> honestly it was fantastic to see that honest i i almost laughed sorry, just like I was spit looking at the water list of characters out. Yeah. and i was like I, and then his face just popped to my head. And whatever, and whatever, like, oh lady, since you're on there right now, shout her out. But whoever played Condoleezza Rice, like yes, yes, yes I have it right here. Jeez, Louise, they she uh, nailed Le- that. Uh, Lisa Gay Hamilton. Lisa yeah. Gay Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, she did that. They and that's the thing. They did a great job of creating the characters of this time. So I, I liked Vice a lot. I thought it was done really well. I I loved seeing that take on there. I loved some of the fun they had with it. I I. They did some really weird scenes, though, that I think should have been more impactful to the theater and to the audience. But I think they had to do them in such a way that people just wouldn't immediately shut them off because of how horrific they were. And they made them a little bit more lighter. And I don't know where the balance is between it. And I don't know how else they could have done it. But I'm glad they brought them up. I'm glad glad they, they talked about them. And they tried to put some humanity and some humor behind just some atrocious acts and things that were made and done. Well, and I, and I appreciate that um, as much as I think um, oh, my uh, hashtag, not hashtag, but my description of Vice is how Dick Cheney almost stole Christmas. <laughs> um, so in other words, it is uh, Christian Bale. So this was my description to uh, our, our boy uh, Mest when he asked me about it. I said, it's basically Christian Bale playing Dick Cheney playing the Grinch in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. There you go. Uh, like, yeah, he, you know, as much as I I dislike him as a politician and as a human being in general, um, I do appreciate I, I appreciate that they didn't leave out the good the good parts. Yeah, Does absolutely. One hundred percent. There may not have been a lot of them, and there there sure, certainly aren't. Um, but. I, I appreciate that it wasn't just this like we're gonna because I, I think I walked in thinking it was gonna be a a, a complete mockumentary uh, on on the Dick Cheney presidency. Yeah, <laughs> um, for sure. Um, but it, it ended up being something a little bit different, um, and it still certainly I, I think it sheds light on what I think a lot of. It's trying to be gentle, right? Like what I think a lot of us take for granted and just um, believe whatever we hear or believe what we think and not really look at the facts kind yeah. of thing. So I think it shed a lot of light on that. And and it did it in a really fun way. It in did. A fun, dark, a fun and dark way. And, um, I, and I think you don't, get, I appreciate. you don't get some of the names attached to this film like Christian Bale and like Steve Carell and Amy Adams if you don't tell the story of a complicated character. And I think that was probably the most surprising things to me is just how complicated he really was. And he and not complicated in an evil overarching needs all the power in his arms kind of way, but just a guy who he, it, it, there's a lot to balance in his life. And 
some of those decisions, the, the decisions he made on the on his personal level, mm-hmm. how they affected his political levels. And, you know, there were sacrifices made, but at the same time, there was also just bulldozing. I don't give a shit. I'm going to do this no matter what anybody yep. says ways as well, which, yep. you know, that that's what was there. And that's who he was. And, and I don't think and I think putting both sides of that in there made this a film where you can't say it was this um, overly biased thing because it wasn't it was a story of that character or and no, I should I, that person. <laughs> right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you with here's the absolute best part of the movie. Was the amount of times that it came up with a, well, it's about that time. It's about that time. <laughs> Need to go ahead and go to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, his heart, heart his heart attacks are yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> like, the one guy that's getting all like frantic, and he's like, "Calm the f down." Yeah, just having a heart attack. Yeah, just a heart attack. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just a heart attack. Just a heart attack. You're right. You just need to go to the hospital. You're right. They're like, "Well, kids," and like, "Not again, Dad." He's like, yep. <laughs> I need to go to the doctor. Uh, yeah, I need to go to the doctor. Oh, great. Well, now that that's over, it's uh, oh, and it's at that the very time. end, of course, you're like, oh wow, yeah, yep. <laughs> you are, you are a piece of trash. Um, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Always keep it one hundred. Absolutely, that's, that's night school <laughs> taught me. No doubt about it. But great, great stuff for sure. Yeah. So hey, thank you. Uh, big shout out to uh, the Big Pop Matt for. Um, lighting the way on this path, showing me that, uh, you know, this is possible, uh, being the inspiration for me to try to do this. Um, and then really just, you know, helping me along, along the way and everybody on out there in the Twitterverse and in the Malice Corp community, um, my family, friends that have uh, gone and watched movies and sat through some horrible, terrible, terrible films with me. Uh, certainly appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, the quest will continue. And uh, it's gonna be fun. It's yeah, gonna be good. it's gonna be amazing, it's gonna be man. I, uh, you know, and to finish this all off here, you know, it started out as just a blog on the site and me doing something crazy to entertain myself. And I, and I really appreciate, uh, you know, B coming in and saying, "Hey, let's turn this into the next level. Let's do this together. Yeah. I'm there to ride and die with you." And, you know, to everybody out there, honestly, I, I, there was a lot of people that I was taking to the movies and they wanted to see something. And I'm like, I've already seen that. We have to go watch something else. Like I can't like there, I had a mission, I had a quest and, Mm -hmm. uh, I had a lot of people supporting me during that. And a lot of people motivating me during that, you know, there were, there were, there was a month or two this month, this year that, uh, I didn't even want to get out the damn house, man. There was a lot of things going on. What have you seen lately? What have you been watching or what are you going to go watch? and kind of forcing me to, to go, oh, I guess I'm going to go watch this. You know? Yeah. It was, it was a great, it was a great year. I love that. I had so many people cheering me on and all the people who looked at me crazy, like that's insanity. But yet every single time, well, what'd you think of this? Like, what'd you think of this? Like, Oh my gosh, that sounds awesome. I can't wait to see it. And, uh, I just, I really want to thank everybody there. Uh, you, you know, be you more than anybody and, uh, Megan as well. And, you know, uh, my buddies out, out here in California as well. 
uh brian jay you guys have been great man helping me out along the way as well with it so yeah. uh appreciate everybody man this is and lastly it it's not a show without people listening to it so the people who decided to take on this journey with us uh people who've been doing this journey for a long time and we're kind of hopping on their coattails uh by name absolute zero my man uh you have been absolutely phenomenal a shout yep. out to you in the beginning if you're still out there if you're still listening man we appreciate you um and look forward to what's coming next man quest 100 is going to keep moving it's going to keep uh running we're going to evolve a little bit we're going to do some fun things some different things and uh we're going to be talking about now that we've seen all these amazing films we're going to talk about what deserves awards what we hope to get some awards yeah. and uh, what's coming up next man so uh as you guys all know you know friends don't let friends quest alone and uh, go out there and find your way to do this with your and you and your friends by yourself who it is and if you don't have any that want to do it with you we're here and uh, we'll be doing it with you Absolutely. too so yeah hit us up on twitter at quest for movies um or you could shoot us an email um at uh what was that the quest for 100 movies quest for 100 movies at gmail.com yep hit us up uh we appreciate you guys so much uh keep an eye out for us wherever you're finding this show like subscribe share with all your friends your family your enemies anybody like that and uh give us some feedback what you guys think of all these movies we talked about today um and some movies we didn't talk about uh that maybe we'll be putting out there out on the instagrams uh you know twitters things like that as well so hope you guys had a great one enjoy the rest of your day and uh looking forward to the next uh episode of the quest yeah peace all right that was a long end about 130 but she said then let us be rid of it once and for all it's a dangerous business frodo going out your door you step onto the road and if you don't keep your feet there's no knowing where you might be swept off to have fun storming the castle. Think it'll work? It would take a miracle. Bye-bye. Bye.